0: Ezekiel chapter 37, let's begin at verse 1 and read together, shall we? The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley, and it was full of bones. He caused me to pass among them round about, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you that you may come alive, and you will know that I am the Lord." So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, sinews were on them, and flesh grew, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they come to life. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they came to life and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are completely cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them Thus says the Lord God Behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come out of your graves, my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves, my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you will come to life. And I will place you on your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and done it, declares the Lord. Now, Father, open our hearts now that we may hear and receive what the Spirit will say. Give us faith and courage to believe and receive it today. I lift up other life-giving churches, and I pray blessing upon them, and I pray for our loved ones not yet walking in right relationship with you, that you will draw them to a place of repentance so that not one of them will be lost. I ask these things in the only name that matters, the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Pastor Larry, take me to the key of F, please. This is not on the schedule. This is not anything I planned. This is not anything we talked about. But um, I just want to sing Jesus,
1: Jesus, Jesus. Sing it with me. There's just something about that name. Like the fragrance after the rain Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Let all heaven and earth proclaim Something about that name, kings and kingdoms will all pass away. I want to sing
0: that line again.
1: will all pass away, but there's something about that name.
0: Come on, somebody, just lift your hands and worship Jesus for a moment in this house. We bless your name, Jesus. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your presence, I sense right now. Thank you, Pastor Larry. I don't suppose there's any place in the Bible where the contrast between the physical reality and the revelation of God's will is any more pronounced than the words that form the text for the message today. Ezekiel, whose name means God strengthens, was a minister to the people of God following the conquering of Jerusalem by King Nebuchadnezzar. Ezekiel was among the group carried into Babylonian exile along with Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he prophesied to the Jews in Babylon at the same time Jeremiah was prophesying to the Jews in Jerusalem. By the time you get to chapter 37, Israel is in a hopeless condition. In a vision, the prophet was carried to a valley in which a tremendous battle had taken place many years before. Here he observes a deadly condition. In this valley, not one flicker of life can be found. Instead, the only thing visible as far as the eye can see is dry, bleached, separated bones. It's a deadly condition. Condition. These are dead bones, nothing but skeletal remains. In reality, they're not even skeletons because these are disjointed bones. They're scattered all over the place, fragmented. No two bones are joined together. These are dry bones. No meat, no marrow, no moisture in these bones. They've been picked clean by the scavenger birds, washed by the rain, bleached and baked by the sun. These are depressed bones. They're in a valley. A valley is a depressed place. You know, we talk about being down in the valley. We talk about the valley of the shadow of death. It's an apt description of the valley in which the prophet finds himself in this vision. As Ezekiel surveyed the gruesome scene, the Lord asked the prophet a question that was the absolute last thing on his mind. Ezekiel, can these bones live again? I know what I would have said. You've got to be kidding me. What an absurd idea. Ezekiel is a lot more diplomatic intellectually he knows the power of God so he's not willing to say it's impossible but neither can he bring himself to give an emphatic yes so he says only you know the answer to that question Lord right in the midst of this deadly condition the Lord responds by issuing a divine commission that on the surface seems like an exercise in futility Ezekiel prophesy to these bones Now, anytime you hear the word prophecy, most people think of predicting the future. And if you've been paying attention lately, there's a whole lot of prophecies going on out there right now that I wouldn't give you two snaps for. And while it is true that prophecy can involve foretelling events that are to come, most often, prophecy isn't foretelling, rather it's forth-telling. It's a big difference and it's an important distinction. Prophecy most often is simply forth-telling. That is, it's proclaiming the word of the Lord. It's speaking out on behalf of the Lord. So the Lord says to Ezekiel, Prophesy to these bones. That is, proclaim the word of the Lord to these bones. Speak God's will over this situation. Preach life to this place of death. Tell the bones what the Lord says. Tell the bones that the Lord says, come back together. Command flesh to come on the bones. Command skin to cover the flesh. It's a divine commission And anytime you have a divine commission, there are some things you need to do. First of all, you need to proceed with divine expectancy. Listen, when God says, do it, whatever it is, you need to do it with an expectation that God is going to confirm his word and bring results. One thing I know about God is that he is a God of the impossible, You don't ever need to get in the business of saying God will not and cannot do something. When God says to speak his word, even if it's to dead, dry, depressed, disjointed bones, it's time to open up your mouth and proclaim his word, expecting him to come through with something miraculous. Not only do you proceed with divine expectancy, but you need to preach with divine urgency, in verse 4, the Lord commanded the prophet to say, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now that sounds ridiculous. What, how can bones hear? But preach with urgency. Proclaim the message that right now is the time to give attention to the word of the Lord. You know, there are all kinds of ways that you can preach or proclaim the word of the Lord. You can do it in a pulpit like I'm doing today. You can do it in a classroom setting. You can do it in a song, you can do it over a cup of coffee, you can do it in a deed of kindness, you can do it just by the way you live. However you do it, proclaim the word of the Lord with urgency and then you've got to pray with divine fervency. The thing that activates the work of the Spirit to restore that which is broken is the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person. According to James 5.16, that kind of praying is powerful. That kind of praying accomplishes much. That kind of praying partners with God to accomplish kingdom purposes. Ezekiel, prophesy to the bones. Tell them to come together. Prophesy flesh to come on the bones. Prophesy skin to come on the flesh. And as the prophet speaks, there is first of all a commotion. Verse 7 says there was a noise and a rattling. I want to tell you the first thing that happens when the word of the Lord goes forth is that God starts shaking things up. There's a holy commotion. Anytime God starts to work, things start to get shaken. When things start shaking, you get moved out of the place where you've been comfortable for so long and you start to get uncomfortable. And when that happens, don't resist because anything is better than the deadly stillness and barrenness you've been in. I want to tell you, I'm hoping that before I get through with this message today, some of you are going to get shaken up. I'm hoping some of you are going to be discontent with where you are i'm hoping some of you are going to sense a holy commotion moving you to a new level when the word of the lord is proclaimed there is commotion then there's a connection verse 7 says and the bones came together bone to its bone does anybody remember the old spiritual you know dim bones dim bones dim dry bones dim anybody remember that You know, we now hear the word of the Lord. And we got the toe bone connected to the foot bone and the foot bone connected to the ankle bone and the ankle bone connected to the shin bone and the shin bone connected to the knee bone and the knee bone connected to the thigh bone and the thigh bone connected to the hip bone. Now hear the word of the Lord. You know, well, that's exactly what happened in this valley. As Ezekiel lifted up his voice and proclaimed the word of the Lord over this valley of death, the Bible says (coughs) there was a great sound as the bones began to come together into skeletons things that had been disconnected and scattered suddenly God began to bring them together the prophet kept speaking and flesh came onto those skeletal frames he kept preaching and skin came over the flesh when next Ezekiel looked out over that valley there was a great army standing before him but there was still something missing. There was a commotion. There was a connection. But they were still corpses. Before, there were only scattered pieces lying over the ground. Now, the pieces had come together and they had structure. They had form. But there was no life. So the Lord said, Ezekiel, prophesy to the wind. That's the word Ruach, It means wind or breath or spirit. Call the spirit of life into these bodies that stand before you. Tell it to come from the north, the south, the east, and from the west. And as he prophesied the spirit of life, the breath of life, just as in the Genesis when God breathes and man becomes a living soul now he calls the prophet to speak to the breath of life to come into those bodies and when it did they stood before him as an exceeding great army now I want to tell you you can have all the right form and you can have all the right structure you can look good on the outside but you're still nothing more than a corpse unless the Holy Spirit is active. This church is nothing more than an institutional monument without the dynamic of the Holy Spirit. Your life is nothing more than an empty shell without the infilling power of the Holy Spirit. And not only does this story show a deadly condition and not only does it tell of a divine commission, but it also lets us know about a dynamic completion. When the Spirit of God, the breath of God came into these corpses in response to the prophetic proclamation, these bones were vitalized. Verse 10 says they came to life, vitality, life came into them. They were vitalized and they were energized. Verse 10 also says they stood on their feet. They were vitalized, they were energized, and they were mobilized. Verse 10 concludes by saying they were an exceeding great army. Think about it. One minute there's nothing but chaos and destruction in a valley filled with dry bones. The next minute there's the sound of bones coming together as parts of a skeleton that were scattered scattered all across the valley start moving around and finding the body to which it belongs. Can you just imagine all these bones just sort of floating around trying to connect to the body they belong to? And then the wind rushes in and the army stands to attention, mobilized for battle. It's a prophetic vision. And as with any prophetic message, there are multiple levels on which this word speaks. And there are multiple applications that can be drawn from it. First of all, there is the meaning that is explicitly given by the Lord to the prophet. It is the Lord himself who gives the explanation for this vision to Ezekiel. He says in verse 11, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. In this vision, God gives to Ezekiel a picture illustration of the restoration of the nation of Israel. Now remember, at the time of this prophecy... Israel is in captivity. The glory of the nation has departed. Their dreams of grandeur have been crushed. For all practical purposes, the nation doesn't even exist anymore. They are dead, dried up, broken, scattered. And it is precisely at this point that the Lord God promises a restoration of life. Now hang with me, okay? For just a little bit longer. This is going to speak to you in a moment, but you got to get all of this background in order for it to for it to make sense to with what God wants to say to you today. God says to this nation, even though there's not any life left in the nation, even though everybody that looks at what has happened shakes their head at the devastation and ruin, God says, still, I'm going to do something so spectacular that no one is going to believe it until it actually happens. I'm going to cause Israel to live again. Bone is going to come to bone. Flesh is going to attach to bone. Skin is going to cover flesh. What has been nothing more than hopelessly scattered remains over the landscape of the earth is going to be regathered into a mighty nation. Life is going to be breathed into my people according to my word because of the covenant promise I have with them. Now, I know it's hard For some of our young people to imagine a time when there wasn't a nation of Israel. The news feeds are filled almost daily with reports of the conflicts that are going on. And the tensions that are present in the Middle East. And especially in and around the nation of Israel. But it wasn't so very long ago that there wasn't a nation called Israel. Some of you can remember when Israel did not exist as a nation. The people of God were scattered like chaff blown by the wind to the ends of the earth. There was no land they could call their own. There was no government. One of the best armies in the world today is the Israeli army, but it wasn't that long ago when there wasn't any army. There was no economic development program. There was no national identity. There was no religious center. Wherever they have lived in the diaspora, the Jews have been hated, persecuted, maligned, ridiculed, and abused. People have tried for generations to completely wipe them out of existence. You want to talk about a valley of dead, sun-bleached dry bones that describes the nation of israel for hundreds of years but then in 1948 some of you remember this there was issued a declaration and i know there are those who believe it was just a military decision I know there are those who believe it was just a political expediency. I know there are those who believe it was just a diplomatic concession. But I'm here to suggest to you that it was nothing less than God working through human channels to fulfill the word of his promise. In 1948, bones started to come to bone. Jews began coming back to what is now Israel once again. That migration has continued right up until the present day as Jews from all over the world are making Aliyah returning to their homeland. We have seen and are continuing to see the fulfillment of this prophetic word. Bone is returning to bone. And over the years... We have seen flesh coming on those bones as the people of God have cultivated the land and developed an economy and a military and institutions of higher education. What had been nothing more than a valley full of dead, dry bones is now standing upright as an exceedingly great army just like the prophet proclaimed. In Israel, a valley of dry bones has become a valley of restoration it has become a testimony of the power and the faithfulness of God to his covenant people it has been a witness that God is a God of the impossible this restoration of a nation is nothing less than a miracle of God I want to tell you every time you hear a news report that talks about the nation of Israel it ought to cause you to just shout hallelujah because the very thing that looked absolutely impossible has come to pass right before our eyes. The very thing that looked like it would never happen has not only happened, but has succeeded beyond even the wildest imaginations. The mere existence of the nation of Israel is a proclamation of God's goodness. It's a reminder that God is a covenant making and a covenant keeping God. It's a reminder that when he makes a promise, he will always bring it to pass. So the first place to which this prophetic word speaks is concerning the nation of Israel, the people of God. At the same time, this prophetic word speaks on another level, and this is where the message comes to you today. This word has an application to your life. The same word of the Lord that promised a restoration ...of life to the nation of Israel, even though they were completely destitute, is the same word that the Lord speaks to you in this service. The message that the Lord gave to the prophet to proclaim can be summed up in one word. Live. Live. Now, I want to tell you that I am not a prophet... And I am not the son of a prophet. But I also want to tell you that as I stand in this pulpit today before you, the spirit of the prophet is on me to proclaim to you the word of the Lord. This is the message the Lord has laid on my heart to proclaim to the people who have ears to hear this message today. Live. Live. I've come to this pulpit today with a divine mandate to proclaim the word of the Lord. I'm here by divine appointment today. I'm here with a divine assignment. I've come to this pulpit to call forth life and health and growth and wholeness and functionality and restoration to those who will have spiritual ears to hear so let me ask you don't answer it out loud but i want you to think about it how bad is it right now in your life how hopeless does it seem that 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 problem that you're facing that situation that you're in how hopeless does it seem? how long has it been bad is what you're experiencing anything nearly as bad, as hopeless, as nonproductive as the nation of Israel before 1948? Is what you're going through anywhere as close to dry and dead and depressed and disjointed as the valley of dry bones in the vision of the prophet? Well, hear the word of the Lord. If God could cause dead, dry, sun-bleached bones to come together again just by the proclamation of his word, he can cause the places of your life to come back together again by the proclamation of his word. If God could cause flesh to come on skeletal frames, he can cause new forms to take shape to your life and your ideas and your enterprises as well. If God can cause a valley of dry bones to come to life as a great mighty army, he can cause that place you've given up on, that place that is dead and unfruitful and wasting away, he can cause that place to be restored to new life and productivity. I'm telling you, what you're hearing right now is not just a preacher expounding on a text from the Bible and giving you some principles to follow. What you're hearing isn't just another sermon. What you're hearing right now is a prophetic proclamation, a speaking forth the message of the Lord to your life. Hear the word of the Lord. Be restored. Be fruitful and productive again. Be whole. Live. I'm talking to somebody who thought there would never be life after financial ruin. But the Lord says, Live. I'm talking to somebody who thought there would never be life after divorce. But the Lord says, live. I'm talking to somebody who thought there would never be life after the pain and grief of burying your loved one. But the Lord says, live. I'm talking to somebody who thought there could never be life after the disappointment you faced. But the Lord says, Live. I'm talking to somebody who thought there could never be life after the hurt you experienced at the hands of cruel people who mistreated you. But the Lord says live. I'm talking to somebody who thought there could never be life after the negative doctor's report. But the Lord says live. I'm talking to somebody who thought there could never be life after the shame you endured. But the Lord says live. I'm talking to somebody who thought there could never be life after the terrible tragedy you experienced. But the Lord says, live. Listen, listen, listen. Can you hear it? Do do you hear the sound? You, You can't hear it with natural ears. But I want to tell you there's something happening in the spirit while I'm proclaiming the word of the Lord. Somebody, somebody is starting to believe the word of the Lord. Somebody's starting to hear God's word with faith ears. Somebody's starting to wake up from deep within. It seemed like it was completely destroyed. But the word of the Lord is calling to you and you're starting to wake up. It seemed like it was going to keep declining until there was nothing. Left, But but the word of the Lord is calling to you and it's turning around. Do, do, do you hear it? Bone is starting to connect to bone. Flesh is attaching to bone. Skin is forming over flesh. Somebody's starting to stir. Somebody's starting to stand up. You've been knocked down too long. You've been laid waste too long. You've been in the depths of despair too long. You've been complacent too long. You've been grieving too long. You've been hurting too too long. God's calling to you. Get up. Get up. Get up. The fresh wind of the Spirit is blowing upon you right now. The anointing of the Spirit is flowing to you. The fire of the Spirit is rekindled within you. The water of the Spirit is refreshing you. You're receiving a fresh touch. You're receiving a restored vision. You're receiving a new start. Hear the word of the Lord. This is no longer a wasted place. This is no longer a desolate place. This is no longer a horrible place. This is no longer an unclean place. This is no longer an uncomfortable place. This is a place of life. This is a place of hope. This is a place of encouragement. This is a place of courage. This is a place of renewal. This is a place of revival. This is a place of restoration. I'm talking to go ahead and praise him. I'm talking to somebody whose dream has died the lord says live I'm talking to somebody who has lost your vision. The lord says Live. I'm talking to somebody who's lost your joy The lord says Live i'm talking to somebody who's been trapped in depression the lord says Live I'm talking to somebody who is bound by a destructive addiction the lord says live I'm talking to somebody who's been stuck in a dysfunctional mess. The Lord says, live. I'm talking to somebody who has run out of options, who has run out of resources, who has determined that the best thing is just to throw in the towel and quit. (laughs) The Lord says, live, live, live. I've I've come to proclaim joy over your life. I've come to proclaim peace to your troubled spirit. I've come to proclaim strength where you're weary. I've come to proclaim healing where you're hurting. I've come to proclaim wholeness where you're broken. I've come to proclaim fruitfulness where you're barren. I've come to proclaim hope in the midst of your despair. I've come to proclaim fullness in the midst of your emptiness. I've come to proclaim light in the midst of your darkness. I've come to proclaim faith in the midst of your fear. I've come to proclaim release in the midst of your bondage. The Lord says to you, live. Hear the word of the Lord. He has you here for a purpose. Oh oh I know this probably isn't meant for everybody and some of you're just sitting there and it's just kind of washing over and you're going, "Well, okay, I, I don't really know what all the fuss is about today, pastor, but I'm glad you're feeling it." Well, it isn't for everybody, but I know this is a word for somebody. This is a word that's going to change somebody's life. This is I said this word The word of the Lord that I'm proclaiming over you right now will change somebody's life. Live. Do you understand that when the prophet began to speak to those dead, dry bones, they didn't have a choice of what they were going to do? When the prophet said, hear the word of the Lord, bones come together, they didn't have a choice. They just started rattling around and coming together. I want to tell you, when the word of the Lord says, live to you, that's his word, it's going to happen. If you're willing to embrace the word of the Lord... And let God touch you by the power of His Spirit at the point of your need. If you're one of those people that the Spirit of the Lord has been speaking to in this message, stand right now. If you would be willing to dare to believe God for what looks like impossible in your situation, stand. If the Spirit is speaking to your heart that this is a now word for you, stand. Today, somebody say today. Today is your day for restoration life.